So when it comes to adopting a plant-based diet, what are some of the benefits that you see in your patients? Because you talked about traditional illnesses and diseases that, that most people have. Yes, yes. So when someone actually takes the lifestyle and actually their nutrition more seriously, they actually can see that their blood pressure gets better, their blood sugars get better, and their heart disease gets better. So there's actually studies from years ago that show that people that actually adopt a whole food plant-based diet can actually decrease the amount of clot burden or stenosis or buildup of plaque in their arteries that causes the heart disease. And so as you get better, you actually feed your body better, you actually exercise, have proper sleep, these things can actually start to reverse. And that's what people are looking for because of all the medications that they get, they get the side effects and they don't feel well. And then they're like, what, what is the point of living if I can't do anything? But when you lifestyle, you have more energy, you sleep better, you're actually enjoying life and your quality of life that is so much better. And you actually are decreasing your disease burden. Welcome to the Plant-Based Curious Podcast, a place to explore and discover the plant-based and vegan lifestyle. Each week, we'll talk about our own stories and real discoveries alongside our experts and experienced guests about changing behaviors, whole food living, nutrition, and the amazing facts and positive curiosities about veganism. We're here for you as a guide and a place to gather resources. But with the simple click of our subscribe button, you're allowing yourself a little time and good energy to listen, laugh, and indulge in the lifestyle you may love. Please welcome your host, a certified holistic coach and plant-based lifestyle believer, Diane Randall. Hello and welcome. I'm your host, and today we're going to discuss how changes in lifestyle can change your health, specifically through adoption of a plant-based diet. Our guest today is Dr. Amanda Atkins, who is double board certified in internal medicine and lifestyle medicine. She is the CEO, owner of Enlightenment Health and Wealth, and she is passionate about helping women prevent and possibly reverse chronic illnesses such as diabetes, heart disease, and high blood pressure. Dr. Atkins, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Diane. I'm so excited to be here to talk with you today. And I'm so excited to have you. Can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you became interested in lifestyle medicine and plant-based nutrition? Yes. So this story actually goes all the way back to when I was a teenager. So I tell people that I grew up as a meat eater. My dad was a meat deli delivery truck driver. So we had sausage, bacon, you know, hot dogs at every single <laughs> meal, right? Right. Um, and I was overweight as a teenager at the age of 14. I actually weighed 199 pounds as a freshman in high okay. school. And mm. it just was mind boggling to me. And I was like, I'm not going to let two be the first number of my weight, especially as a young girl. And then just growing up, I see, you know, how my family members were dying from cancer, heart disease, diabetes, strokes. And I was like, I didn't want that to be my story, knowing that I had those genes in my family. And then at the age of 16, I became a vegetarian. And so people ask, like, how in the world did you become a vegetarian at 16? I was like, I don't know. It's just something I thought of doing and wanted to do and just feel like it was actually now looking back it was part of the plan for me to get to here where I am today. 
Mm-hmm. And lifestyle medicine is actually a very new discipline. I believe it was like founded in uh, 2014. So actually, I, I already oh. finished residency. I'm an internal medicine. And a lot of my patients were asking me, you know, what else can I do to help with these illnesses besides be on medication? And I was like, oh, we didn't learn that in medical school. I don't know. Let's see. And out of my own curiosity and them asking, I went to a nutrition conference for a continual medical education credits. And there was a doctor there that said, you cannot out-exercise a bad diet. And oh, the I- diet, yeah, the diet he was talking about was plant-based nutrition. And from then on, I was like, oh, okay, you know, I'm already, you know, vegetarian. Let's see what this is about. And I wasn't able to find lifestyle medicine until 2019 because, like I said, it was still new. And I was like, oh, this is what I've been looking for and just fell in love with it. And because, like I said, this is what I've been doing my whole life. And just to know that not only is it what I experienced, but it's actually scientific based to where you can actually help people not have to be on medications when they actually are diagnosed with certain illnesses and then possibly reverse those diagnoses for them. Wow. It's so amazing to be 16 years old. I mean, and and have those, even that mindset of becoming a vegetarian, that is just awesome. So yeah, it was already in you to become who you are today. That That's yes. where it really started because that is a really young age. And how... Were you trained? You were trained to be a traditional doctor, correct? Yes. Internal medicine to where, you know, we prescribe medications all day. Like we're the we're the medicine people. <laughs> right. Right. And, and yeah. That, and that's 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 what we all know. But how did you transition to lifestyle medicine and just have that drive Was it an easy process or did you have challenges along the way from just making that kind of transition? Well, I still do internal medicine and prescribe prescribe medication. But a lot of people, like I said, ask about ways to change their their lifestyle without medication. So because it was more of my own passion, I tell people this was built out as a selfishness, basically, because I'm not a person that likes medication. And if I were diagnosed with illnesses, I would try to find other ways to do that. So learning more about what you can do as far as your own lifestyle and how you can take control of your own health kept me going and actually studying and learning about lifestyle medicine in general. And then my patients just get the spillover effect, basically, of it. And they love it. (laughs) That is so awesome. I I mean, I think about when I've had to go to the doctor, I've had an integrative lifestyle medicine doctor and I've had a regular traditional medicine doctor. And I tell you, the difference is night and day. So to have someone that has a combination of both is just remarkable. So when it comes to adopting a plant-based diet, what are some of the benefits that you see in your patients? Because you talked about the traditional illnesses and diseases that most people have. Yes, yes. So when someone actually takes the lifestyle and actually their nutrition more seriously, they actually can see that their blood pressure gets better, their blood sugars get better, and their heart disease gets better. So there's actually studies from years ago that show that people that actually adopt a whole food plant-based diet can actually decrease the amount of clot burden or uh, stenosis or buildup of plaque in their arteries that causes the heart disease. And so as you get better, you actually feed your body better, you actually exercise, have proper sleep, 
these things can actually start to reverse. And that's what people are looking for because of all the medications that they get. They get the side effects and they don't feel well. And then they're like, what, what is the point of living if I can't do anything? But when you do lifestyle, you have more energy, you sleep better, you're actually enjoying life and your quality of life that is so much better. And you actually are decreasing your disease burden. Oh, wow. That makes sense. It, it really makes sense. So for the listeners, uh, people that are listening, what tips can you give them for making their plant-based journey a little easier? Let's say someone is diagnosed with all of the chronic illnesses that you talk about, the common illness. Yes, yes. So I always love when people ask this question. So I always start out with, what are you eating currently? Because we need to know what you're eating currently to actually make some changes there. And if you're the typical American diet person, you eat very little fruits and vegetables. Um, so that's the first thing I need to tell people because uh, some people say, oh, I have, you know, a little bit of broccoli or I eat a salad, you know, something like that, where it's really not that robust. And we need to be eating closer to seven to eight servings of fruits and vegetables a day. And okay. we're usually not getting that. So I usually try to tell people to add a fruit and a vegetable to every single meal. If you just start out doing that, you don't have to take away anything else. Just add those in. And then that will definitely help because you'll be getting more fiber. So if you start there, that's the best step that you can do. Then you would actually start to look at your plate to see what can you get off your plate after you add in those fruits and vegetables. The next thing I do have people work on is decreasing their meat because <laughs> that's where I am. So a lot, of, a lot of people are resistant to giving up their bacon <laughs> in the morning. Uh, they're making an egg. So I usually try to tell them we want to decrease the portion sizes of those first. You want to think of the meat more as a side dish than the main dish. And then your fruits and vegetables and whole grains become more of your plate. And then also we want to look at the processed foods. So again, depending on what your actual illness is, we will tailor it towards, towards you. So if you're a person with high blood pressure, usually we try to get rid of all the extra salty foods initially. So any processed meat, not adding in extra salt to your food, you will look at all those things. But Adding fruits and vegetables, I think, is the number one thing people need to do because we're so fiber deficient in the U.S. So if you start there, you'll be well on your way. Dr. Atkins, can you just share some success stories that you may have had for people that are listening uh, that are still maybe on the fence about <laughs> what we're talking about here? <laughs> Yeah. So, so again, especially in the African-American community, whenever I talk about no meat or less meat, it's just like a deer in headlights. They're like, what? You, you want me to do what? Like, so, yeah. so, so then they always think that I never ate meat or I come from a family that doesn't eat meat. And I just start to talk to them about, you know, what are your goals? And most of them tell me about their grandchildren or their children. And I was like, so you want to be around for them. You want to be able to play with them and really get to the underlying root of why they want to make these changes. Because I can tell you all day to stop eating meat and to do these things. And they're like, yeah, you know, whatever. I'll see you in six months. But you really need to dig down and see what their underlying issue would be of why they would not want to do it when they know it can actually make a difference in their life. So I have a patient that was diagnosed with diabetes. She was definitely afraid, sticking her finger or hearing about being on insulin. And I said, okay, well, let's discuss, you know, what you eat and you're exercising and what can we actually start to change? 
And so we went through everything that she was doing, talked about the same things that we're talking about here of what she can change in her diet, starting to exercise. And she came back three months later and her blood sugars were down. She said, she was like, I'm not, I'm not going down that route. I'm not doing this. So whatever I need to do to make these changes and not be on medications and not be declared a diabetic, that's what I'm willing to do. So unless they have that conviction, again, no matter how much I talk, they're not going to change. So we really want people to look in deep inside to know, okay, is it worthwhile of me actually changing my health or am I just going to continue down the road? Because we know if you don't change what you're doing, it's going to be progressively worse. And that's why we call them chronic illnesses because they don't go away. That is absolutely amazing because in, in my own experience, it's I always say it's having that strong why. Yes. Because without that strong why, there's not going to be any change. As a matter of fact, the resistance comes first, as you know. Mm-hmm. Yes. And in my own life and in my own family, it's it's been a challenge. Mm-hmm. Even as I've just modeled my own behavior over the years, it's impacted my family, but not enough to say, you know what, I'm going to get rid of this medication and start eating a plant-based lifestyle. So where right. do you think that strong resistance comes from, even in the midst of health crises? Yes, it it is amazing because, like I said, I see that in my family, too. And you're like, I, I'm a, a whole doctor, I tell people, and you still, you still not listening to me. <laughs> so I understand the challenges, that's what I said, especially when it's your own family. And I, I tell them, you just have to continue to model what you can. And they are looking, they are listening, trying to see if it's a fad, see if you're going to actually fall off the wagon. Because like I said, my my journey started back at the age of 16. And people are still surprised. They're like, so you haven't eaten meat since you were 16? Like people that knew me back then, they're like, oh, you, you, that was still your story? I was like, yes, I really wanted people to know that this was the case. But I think it's just the years of uh, not knowing that your nutrition is impacting your diet. I'm uh, sorry, your diet, your actual health. Um, so that's why they may feel like, oh, it's not that much because my grandmother ate this way and she still she lived till she was 90 years old. Right. I have a lot of people that say that. And I'm like, well, the food that she ate and the food that we have today or the food I say in quotation marks is not the same. So that's different. If you look at the grocery stores from the time that your grandmother was alive to now, they're they're very different. So if you actually look at what they were eating, the most of their foods were more like vegetables and, and fruits and things like that. They probably did have some meat and things of the such, but it's still a little bit different quality of food. So we still have to look at that a bit more. So when I tell them that, they're like, oh, you're probably right. But it, I, I never give up on someone. I keep telling yeah. them, you know, every single time, you know, what we can do, not as a a lecture, but just as more of a comfort. I tell them I'm the, I'm here for your to be your cheerleader, just to keep you going, so you don't feel like you don't have someone in your corner. And I tell them there's going to be times where you feel like you're just going to give up, and you never have to be a hundred percent perfect. The more that we can move towards away from the standard American diet towards a whole food plant based diet, you're going to make some progress. So you don't have to be 100 percent whole food plant based. Maybe you're only like 70 percent or 80 percent, but that's better than the standard American diet. And then some people are open to that when they're like, "Okay, if I don't have to be 100 percent, then their ears are a little bit more open. And they're like, you can actually see the changes that actually occur. 
Yeah, and I share with people one step at a time, one meal at a time, because I can see it being overwhelming if you think you got to change overnight. And even when people make these commitments that they're going to change overnight, it really doesn't last because there's no no deeper foundation of why they need to change. And like you said, you're a whole doctor and people don't listen to you. And I've been plant-based and vegan for 20 years. And and, and my, but what I will say, if people see you modeling that behavior, as my family have now, some of them will go to a vegan restaurant. They will try a dish. But in terms of becoming whole food plant-based, I feel that just modeling that behavior has really impacted more people than just being in their ear and down their throat yes. about what they should and should be doing. Because that's, I always feel that's not my job. Right, to, exactly. To do that is just to give the information. So yeah. I, I have a question. How much impact do you feel that external messaging from society like commercials and social media has on people who are really resistant to the change? (laughs) Yes. So it has a a lot to do with it. I tell them the food industry has a hold on marketing. If you see the things that are actually marketed on TV and the what we have in our right in our neighborhoods, the foods that we have, lots of fast foods, lots of what liquor stores where you can get tobacco and all sorts of things. It's it's hardly anywhere where you can get, you know, fresh fruits and vegetables and whole grain. So it's definitely a lot of media and marketing that is pushed. And I even tell people now that they know that we talk about all these plant based things and you even have it now to where. It's, oh, you can eat it because it's plant-based, but it's plant-based processed foods, right? Right. Uh, and right. so I tell people, I was like, so you look at that, look at that, what they say about those types of foods. And we want to we wanna try to tell people that the benefit comes from the whole food. And I was like, I'm not a hypocrite. I do eat some of those um, processed foods because it is convenient at times. But we still have to be careful about what the marketing and social media tells us. But it is scientific research that shows whole food plant-based eating is actually a great diet and a great lifestyle for people to eat. Even if you do not have any chronic illnesses, um, it's good for prevention. And then even then when you are diagnosed with illnesses. So there's no other diet out there that helps prevent and reverse. (laughs) So Prevent prevent and Reverse. And that is why on this podcast, I really wanted you to come here and share your information from a doctor's perspective so that people know the benefit is the whole food plant base. So it's more of a, a lot of it is education Mm -hmm. and a lot of it is reading the ingredients because just because something says it's healthy on the front of the box or the package doesn't mean it's healthy because you turn it over and there's a a million ingredients and you could only pronounce like two. Right. (laughs) Yes. It's like if you can't make it in your kitchen, most of likely it's not a whole food and it's not going to be the healthiest. Like I said, there's some some things that they put in the food is more for so they can actually package it and ship it. But most of the time it's just extra things that just get you addicted and keep coming back. And then your body just stores it as fat and then clogs up your arteries and cause more issues. So you definitely have to be careful with the ingredients. So ingredient list is very important. I usually tell people to look at that. If you turn it over 
and it's more than five, then you're probably <laughs> like, okay, yeah, I'll need something else. <laughs> right. And with all the misinformation, all the help ads out there that's really impacting what people can discern is healthy and what is not healthy. So thank you for being here to share some information and, and truths with us. So for someone listening that is skeptical of a plant-based diet, what would you say to them? I would say try it and see how you feel because nothing, nothing speaks louder than how you feel. More, most of our people that go through my little cleanse program that's just five days, they're like, oh my gosh, I didn't think I can feel this good in just five days. And if you if you feel better, you do better because a lot of people, they if they don't believe until they actually see it and feel it, then they will be a believer. Dr. Atkins, thank you for being here and sharing your medical expertise with the listeners (laughs) on, on lifestyle medicine and plant based diet. So I have one more question. If someone's interested in a lifestyle medicine doctor, how can they go about finding one? So they have a website, the lifestylemedicine.org, I believe, is the American College of Lifestyle Medicine. And there's some doctors listed on there. It's not very many of us because, like I said, it's still a relatively new specialty. You can look there. And then, of course, you can reach out to, to me and I have a different network of African-American lifestyle medicine doc that um, we can actually touch base with you depending on what area of the country that you're in. So I'm sure they'll be more than happy to work with you. Thank you for that. That's it for today. Thanks again for listening. And I hope you found this episode informative and inspiring. Dr. Atkins shared her expertise on not only lifestyle medicine, but how plant-based diets can really impact people in a short amount of time. So thank you for listening and you'll find all of her information in the podcast description of this episode. See you next time. Thank you for joining us on the Plant-Based Curious Podcast. We really hope you've enjoyed our discoveries, experiences, and resources about the plant-based vegan lifestyle. Remember to click that subscribe button so you can join in on our future conversations. Until next time, allow yourself a little time and good energy.